Okay, good morning and happy Lagba Omer to all. Today's share should be a refuah shlema for Eitan Moshe Chaim Ben Esther and an Eilin Neshama for Kamiyah Shai Ben Reza Tzivisona Bas Rebbe Chai Esther Tehila Bas Gabriel Pinchas. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a big topic. Um, I guess the crowd will shuffle in a few minutes after the 10 minutes of Musar. Um, but we are going to start with the uh, Yud Aleph Amun Beis. And we are about, let's see, we are, oh, sorry, Yud Aleph, sorry, Yud Beis and Aleph, my apologies, my apologies. Yud Beis and Aleph, Baruch Hashem, we're, we're further on uh, in the Gemara, so Pshita. So the Gemara was discussing, based on the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, we are literally about halfway in the Daf, about uh, ten lines up in the narrow lines. First one line is Pshita. The Gemara, the Mishnah had said, and Yud Aleph, that anytime you have a short bracha, it's improper to go ahead and lengthen the bracha. And if you have a short, long bracha, don't make a lengthy bracha. We'll see what that means. So the Gemara says Pshita. That's obvious. The following case is obvious. So what happens? You, the Gemara is going to discuss now where you picked up a glass of a beverage, thinking it was beverage number one, which requires a specific type of bracha. But then you realized midway after you already said Baruch Atah Hashem Nukeinah Melech HaOlam that it was a different beverage. So in your mind, you, you did an audible. You, you pivoted and you switched from the wrong bracha to the correct bracha. But when you said the first part, Baruch Atah Hashem Nukeinah Melech HaOlam, it was on the wrong, with the wrong intention. Meaning, where you picked up, where you took you took an actual cup of wine. And when you made the bracha, you were thinking it was kasavra the shikru, but you thought it was beer, which requires a shahakal. Wine obviously requires a bar piragofen. So you picked up the cup, thinking that it was it was uh, uh, shahakal, but beer, but really it was wine. Umivarech upasach, and you started the bracha baruch atah shalakim melacholam adaytei de shikru. At that time, you were thinking you were going to finish the bracha with shahakal niyabedvaro, but. When you actually said Melech Olam, you looked down and you saw that it wasn't Heineken, it was actually uh, Manischewitz, Ayal's favorite wine. V'siyem b'dechamra. But you finished, you made the bracha, Borei Priyagofen, Yotza, your Yotze, okay? D'i nami im oma shakoni b'dvaro, Yotza. Because even had you completed the bracha, shakoni b'dvaro, you would still be Yotze, because shakoni covers, covers the covers the wine, Okay? In all cases, no matter what beverage, if you make a shahak or your yotze. So again, if you pick up a glass. What is the opposite? Oh, we're going to get to, that's the next case. We're going to pick up a glass right now. Someone picks up a glass thinking that it's beer. And when you say, your thought is you're going to finish it. But before you end the bracha, you actually look down and see that it's, uh, it's Cabernet. And you make the switch to Bar Priyagofen, your yotze. Why? Because even had you continued with the wrong bracha, Shahaka would have covered it. Now, Ayal's question. What about the opposite case? Ella, the opposite. Where you actually took a, a glass of Heineken, and you thought it was wine, when you started the bracha, you were thinking you were going to finish it, which does not cover beer, but then you pivoted and you made the correct ending. My, you said shakol niyavara. My, what is the halacha? Baser ikar bracha aslinan or baser chasim aslinan? Do we go after the beginning of the bracha or the end of the bracha? Now, two things. One here, the obvious point is that the shahakol, the boy pragafin, would not cover the beer. 
So when you started the wrong bracha, you, ha- you, you had in mind the wrong bracha. But the question is, but you said, Baruch HaTashem Kedem Olam. It doesn't change the language. Still, you have to have the right das. So the question is now, so assuming that the first part of the bracha is going to invalidate the end of the bracha, do we say you go after the beginning of the bracha, or do we say no, what its intentions were, or no? The bottom line is, he gave the right chasima, and therefore, since he gave the right, um, I already drank a little bit, do you go ahead, and do we say that you go after the end of the bracha? That's the question of the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows, Toshma. <clears throat> so do you go after the Ikar, which is the bracha, Shema Malchus, the Ikar is the beginning, you have the shame. he's mentioned Shem name, and that he's a Melach, or the chasima, as long as the last words were correct, you go after that. So Toshima, the Gemara says as follows. Pasach biyotzer. We're going to make it now relevant to our case of Kriyashma. Pasach biyotzer, or you started with the bracha of yotzer, or v'siim b'ma'arivaravim. So during Shacharis, in the morning, you started the bracha correctly, but you flipped it now. You ended, for some reason, you blurted out, you all of a sudden started daydreaming, and v'siim b'ma'arivaravim. You ended the bracha with the berchas Kriyashma that we say at night. Lo yotze, you're not yotze. Why? Because the chasima, the end of the bracha, was incorrect. Gemara says the flip case now. Posach b'maarivaravim. Still talking about shacharis. Posach b'maarivaravim. You started the bracha incorrectly. Visiem biyotzer or yotza. But if you started incorrectly, but you gave the right chasima, the right ending for shacharis, you're yotze. So what does that suggest so far? That we go after the the chasima. Good. Now let's do the flip case. Mariv. Arviz. Now you're davening. Mariv. Pasach b'mariv aravim. So you started the correct bracha. Mariv aravim. But you finished the bracha of the morning. Lo yatza. Similarly, you're not yotzei. Pasach b'yotzei. You started the wrong bracha. V'siyam b'mariv aravim. But at night, you started the wrong bracha. You started with the shachris bracha. But you ended with the mariv aravim yatza. So don't we see from here, as Ayal just pointed out, that everything goes basar chasim and we follow the, the, the ending. If as long as the, the completion, the end portion of the bracha is correct, that is the ikar. That is what takes, uh, <clears throat> that what, that's what dictates uh, whether you see or not. Gemara says, and we see from here, everything goes after the, 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 the ending. And the, the signature, to speak, the stamp, meaning the end. Whatever, if you ended the bracha correctly, irrespective of how you began the bracha, that's what's of, of importance here. So shouldn't that dictate that in our case, where you, even if you had the wrong intention when you picked up and you said, Baruch Atah, Hashem Kedem Cholam, as long as you finished, Shehakol Nebedvaro, it should be fine. Even though when you thought, beginning of the bracha, when you said, Baruch Atashim you thought you had wine and you were going to end Bar Perkofen, which does not cover the beer. But since you ended Shahakal Nidvaro, everything, Shalom Yisrael, everything should be fine. Okay? That's what Gemara seems to suggest. That if you look at our case of the Berchas Kriyashma, that should shed some light on our question of Berchas Nenin, where you mix up wine and beer. Everyone good so far? So, so there's a separation of intention versus execution. Exactly. So, so, so if the execution is Virgat Hashem, then you switch it in your mind. That's the question. Then you switch it in your mind to execute it at the end. So you've had the intention to say one thing, you said A, but you said B. Correct. Even though the words are the same. Right. In other words, Barachat Hashem is the same for beer and for wine. Right. As you pointed out, the execution, the last, the, di- the differentiator is this, the chasima, the conclusion of the bracha. Right. <clears throat> so the Gemara is wondering, even if you had the right conclusion, 
but you had the wrong intent at the beginning of the bracha, because when you picked it up, you thought it was beverage number one. It turned out to be beverage number two, which is a different bracha. And beverage one bracha, in this case wine, does not cover beer, are you yotzei. And the says, let's learn from, from the case of Bechaz Kriyashma. If in the morning you make a mistake, or at night you make a mistake in the beginning, but as long as you end the bracha appropriately, you're yotzei, let's extrapolate from there to our case of the beer and the wine. That it should be. It doesn't matter what your intent was, the way you're putting it, did you execute, did you complete the bracha correctly? Thank you, Jason. So now, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, maybe shiny hasam. That case, meaning our case, by, by, um, um, when you said, by, by the case of, of, um, of, of, of uh, Kriyashma, Berch Kriyashma, the Ka'amar Baruch Yotzer Oros, at the bottom line is, when we say it goes after the chasim, after the conclusion, by Berchas Kriyashma, it's not fair. You're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing apples to oranges. Why? Because when you say, the chasim, the conclusion of the bracha, does not mention Hashem. It doesn't say, at the end of a bracha. Some brachas end, begin with barachata and end with barachata. So our case of the morning, the Kriyashma, each bracha, the chasim, the end of the bracha, is a bracha in itself. Baruch HaToshem, Ma'ariv HaRavim. Baruch HaToshem, Yotzem Oros. You're making a whole bracha, the chasim, the conclusion of the bracha, is a bracha in itself. So maybe that's why over there, because <clears throat> you're saying shame again, you're saying the shame of Malchus. You're not saying Melech, but you are saying at least Hashem's name, and that constitutes a full bracha. So it's not that it's just that the ending is correct. It's, you're making a whole new bracha, and the whole bracha is correct. Because when you're saying the bracha at the end, appropriate for that time of day, meaning morning or shach. Or night, in and of itself, the chasimah, the conclusion, is a brachin to itself. And therefore, you may not be able to prove from our case of Bar Pregafen versus beer. <clears throat> Gemara says, okay, so the fact that you push this off, hanicha, the fact that you're able to disprove, disprove that this should not be a, meaning that you cannot connect, you cannot learn from Berchas Kriyashma to Berchas Nanin, <clears throat> is only a proof if you hold According to Rav, he says, if you don't say the Shem Hashem, it's not a bracha. Therefore, if you do say Shem Hashem, it is a bracha. Therefore, the conclusion of all the Berchos Kriyashma, when you say Baruch Hashem, Yotzim Oros, that is a bracha into itself. So if you hold that you need to say Hashem's name to constitute a bracha, so then you're Yotze, according to Rav, with the bracha of the end of Kriyashma. And therefore, Rav would also say that at the end of any bracha of Berch HaSanani, we say, Baruch HaTashem the Chasimah, the conclusion of the bracha, Bore Priyagafen, Shachakun Yivar, Bore those last three words don't constitute a bracha in of itself, you don't mention Hashem's name. Therefore, you're comparing apples to oranges here. So according to, Bra- to Rav, you, Rav would say that you cannot compare Berch HaSkriyashma to Berch HaSanani, to the Berch of, of just for those who came in, we're discussing, if you pick up a glass, not knowing which beverage or what the contents of the glass are, you think it's beer, and it turns out to be wine. So you start the bracha, baruch Hashem thinking it's beer, and then you realize it's wine, and you switch, you pivot to baruch HaTashem, you're yotze. But, because <clears throat> shahakal, even if you had the wrong intention at the beginning, thinking it was beer, when it was really wine, shahakal would cover everything. But if you pick up a glass of beer thinking it's wine and you start with the intention to say and then realize it's beer, you switch to shahakal, does not cover beer. So if you had the wrong intention at the beginning, maybe you're not Yotze with the bracha, even though you said the correct ending. 
So the Gemara wants to bring a proof from, from Berchus Kriya Shema that even if you messed up the, the morning brachos with the evening brachos and the evening brachos with the morning brachos, as long as you end appropriately, you're Yotze. Gemara says you can't compare because at the end of each of the Berchus Kriya Shema, we end off by saying Baruch Ata Hashem. And that constitutes a bracha himself. The chasima, the end of the bracha, is a bracha unto itself. It's a, it's a um, self-sustaining bracha, so to speak. And therefore, since it's a bracha in of itself, it doesn't matter what your initial intentions were. Someone says that only makes sense according to Rav. Rav says you need to say Hashem's name in the bracha. But if you don't need to say Hashem's name, then maybe, <clears throat> maybe um, it should reflect the brachas kriya shema can impact the brachas anenin. Because who says you need to say Hashem's name in the bracha in order to make it a bracha? If you need Hashem's name, as Rav says, then the ending of the brachas kriya shema in of itself are brachas. And therefore, <clears throat> The reason why we go after the conclusion of the bracha there makes sense because that is itself a self-sustaining bracha. In of itself, Baruch Hashem Yotzim Aros is a bracha, and you concluded the correct way, so therefore it should be fine. The Gemara says as follows now. <clears throat> No, not before after Shema. You said the correct bracha. You started with the bracha of Shachris. You ended a Ma'ariv Aravim, which we end, which is the bracha we say just at Ma'ariv. So you started Yotzer Orvar You started the bracha correctly, but you ended which is unique tonight. So the, the Gemara says, "Hello, the Rabbi Yochanan." But according to Rabbi Yochanan, Damar Kol Bracha Shein Malchus Ena Bracha Michael Meimar. Rabbi Yochanan says, "Not only do you need Shem Hashem, you also need the word Melech. You must mention the word Melech, Malchus, coronation, kingship, royalty, in order to be Yotzei Bracha." And since when we end the brachos of Berchas Kriyashma, we don't say Baruch Atashem Oros, we just say Baruch Atashem Yotzim Oros. There's no sh- there's no malchus. We don't mention Hashem's coronation or kingship. <clears throat> and yet, and yet, we follow the ending of the bracha by Berchas Kriyashma. So just like that doesn't constitute a bracha to Rabbi Yochanan, because there's no mention of the word malchus Melech in the conclusion of Berchas Kriyashma, and we say the deciding factor there is the conclusion. So you should say it should also sh- the the concluding the uh, critical factor by berchasanen by the wine and the beer should also just be the chasima. You don't mention malchus in either one, and yet by berchas kriyashma we say it doesn't matter how he started the bracha as long as he said the correct ending of the bracha yotzer ma'oros or in the morning or ma'arivarav at night. As even if he had the wrong intention at the beginning, he ended off correctly, and it's not a bracha kind of yochum. There's no melech. In the conclusion of the bracha, so say if that goes basar chasim, if all we care about by berchas kriyashma is the conclusion of the bracha, say the same thing by the wine and the beer. It doesn't matter how you start the bracha, but only how you end the bracha. Gemara says, <clears throat> rather, you know what? You're right. It has nothing to do with the chasima. <clears throat> it's not unique. What's unique to the berchas kriyashma is not whether you go after the chasima or whether the, the beginning or your thought process. Ella. We discussed this in the, uh, last off. In the morning, <coughs> excuse me, in the morning, we say both. We mention the night and the day, and during the night, we mention the morning and the day. So it's never really the wrong intention. 
In other words, when you make a bracha on beer, you can't have in mind you're making a bracha on beer and wine. It's two separate entities, right. each requiring a separate bracha. But in the morning, we, say, we mention night, and night we say, Golel Or, right? He pulls back the, the, the day to bring the night, and the morning we say also, we say, we mention the night. So with the mitzvah specifically, to mention morning and night, it says, we always mention night and day. So there's never really a wrong intention. Because if you're talking about the night, you're supposed to talk about the night during the day. And if you talk about it during the day, during the day, of course you yotze. And at night, if you mention the night, of course you yotze. And if you mention the day, you yotze at night, because you're supposed to mention both. So that's a unique example. That's why you're always yotze, no matter what your intentions were, because you're really covering both what you're supposed to be covering. You're supposed to be mentioning both. But no one says that by, by, by beer, you're supposed to have in mind wine, and by wine, you're supposed to have in mind beer. So that's why it's not a good... <clears throat> Comparison, and the Gemara says, "Bracha Malchus, Kikamar Bracha Malchus, Meikara Itavayakamar." When it comes to um, day and night, by Chabichas Kriya Shema, you're really supposed to have at night you say Golel Or, and the morning you say Barei Choshech. Right, Yotzer Barei Choshech. We mentioned both. So unique to Chabichas Kriya Shema is both aspects are supposed to be mentioned. So it's not really a good um, question. Um, and therefore, the Gemara leaves this as a tzarachir. It doesn't really answer the question. Again, so if you pick up a, a, bot, a, a cup and you think it's wine and you have the intention to say bar piyagofen and you wind up realizing in midway it's beer, after you say melech olam, you switch, you pivot, you make an audible to shahakol ne'ebivaro, are you yotze? Because shahakol ne'ebivaro covers everything, but your mind was bar piyagofen. Bar Piyagofen doesn't cover everything, so are you Yotze? The flip case, if you think it's beer, and it turns, if you think it's, uh, yes, if you think it's beer, and it turns out to be wine, and you go and make a Shahakal, even though you made a Bar Piyagofen, you are Yotze, because Shahakal would have covered everything. So how do we paskin? So, <clears throat> the Gemara does not answer the question, leaves it as an unanswered question, but if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Reish Tess, in Arachayim, it says as follows, Kos shal o shal You picked up a, a glass of water or beer. The common denominator is you make a shakal, requires a shakal. Says the Mechaber, says of Yosekari, you start the bracha appropriately. Everyone's agreeing. You always make the same bracha. You have the intention of saying shakal. You're thinking it's beer or water. It's a little bit different here. You actually have a cup of beer or water. All of a sudden, you're, you're intending to make shaka baruch Your son asks you a question. You lose train. You lose your train of thought, and you you say bar piyagafren. You make the wrong conclusion. Ain machzirin also. You do not go back to make another bracha. Says the mechaber. Because at the time when you said Hashem lokeinu melacholam, when you mentioned shame and malchus, the two critical components of the bracha, your thought process was lo neskavin el bracha ruiel osamin. You had the right intention. So even though you ended bar piyagafren, since when you said the ikar part of the bracha shame and malchus baruch atah Hashem kenamelacholam, you thought you were going to make it a shahaka appropriately. Even though you switched, you do not go back. V'yesh Omrim, he continues, Shimloka koshechar omayim v'sarvu shal Now our case. What happens now, Yesh Omrim, there are those who say, that if you took a cup of beer or water thinking it was wine, and therefore when you made the, you started the bracha, baruch ha'tashem kemechulam, upasach, baruch ha'tashem kemechulam, adas lomar bar piyagafen, you were thinking, say, bar piyagafen, and then you switch, v'niska shushechar omayim v'siyem shakol yatsa. So in both cases, you'd be Yotze, because you had the proper intention. He doesn't give the, the exact case <clears throat> of, of ours, but in other words, if you thought that he was going to take, he, 
he took a cup of of, uh, of shahako, but he thought it was wine, and he was going to make a bori priagofen, which would not be yotze the maim and shechar. Your Argamar left that as an abide It Didn't answer that. He says you'd still be yotze. You'd still be yotze. Yesh omrim, you're still yotze, so you would not have to go back. Because you okay. have the intention to say it. Even though well, everyone. Yeah, but there you are the intention of the wrong bracha. But still, since you ended it correctly, basically so, says in yeah, either way you're okay. You don't have to. You don't have to go back. The Gemara didn't answer. It was a suffix. So the says, Yesh Omrim, there are those who say, you don't have to go back. Either scenario, you don't have to go back. Okay. The Gemara continues now. What's the, what's the logic behind the firm Shibboleth making a difference? Why should it matter? If I said all the right words, why, why? You're assuming that it makes a difference. Why? Well, not me. The Gemara's assuming. No, the question, no, no, no. right. When you research this, I'm saying, what, what's the reason why if I say, I didn't come across this. It's the same words, correct. Doesn't matter what I have in mind. Usually, what I have in mind makes no difference. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pigol, time out, time out. Pigol. That's something special. Okay, but I'm saying sometimes. Okay, there there are there are cases. That's you, by the way, not me. That's you. No, but that's also, but that's because. I have to have an intent, and I have the wrong intent. Oh, so you, I have the no, no, uh, here you have the wrong right. intent. You just said it. You have the right words, but, but you have the wrong intent. My requirement is to have an intent, and I have the wrong intent. So here, here the ro- my requirement is to verbalize. Who says? That's what a bracha is. It's but obviously, yeah, you have to think what you're saying. That's why we say tzvarim shavlet. doesn't matter if I say one yeah, thing. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the, the question like obviously... We go to court and we testify. And there's I no question. It's, it's, and when I said I paid you back... I really meant they paid you back a federal Right, there's no question. And I said, no, you, you, you testifying about something You're 100% right. There's no question. So it's Otherwise, the Gemara, won't, the Gemara won't be struggling if it didn't have your question. But the bottom line is... So it's, what's it's, the it's, Obviously, the, the thought process in giving Shemach is you're giving Shevach to a Kaddish Baruch you have to give the right Shevach. It's, 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 I, I hear the question. I don't have a good answer. But the answer, we're going by the ending. That Nobody's means, saying, but, but again, you said the right words. Saying. You said, Baruch it's not like you made the wrong bracha. Shlomo's not saying if you made the wrong bracha. If you made a shahakal on, on uh, if you made a bar pregafen on beer, shahakal doesn't cover beer. But that's not what he's saying. You made the right, you pivoted midway. And the words that you said in the beginning are the exact same words. Shahakal covers everything. Correct. That, that's exactly the point. But, but I, I, I don't have a great answer. I don't know. I didn't come across that. I mean, obviously, we're giving, we're giving credence to, to your thought process. But why hear more than other things? So, so that's a machlok. Because we're going to get to that davchaf. The Ramban says that, the Gemara says, if you were not kivin libo for the first pasuk, you're not yotzi. We'll get to that. Coming attractions. One's a berchsa mitzvah, one's a berchsa nanin. So the, we're going to get to the daf lam and hey, discussing about anyone who takes... Me'ila is when you steal from Hektish. So since everything, since the whole world belongs to Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we, before we take something, we have to actually ask permission, which is, by the way, how we, the Levush interpreted Berch HaSatara. We said there was a fourth that he brought, he invoked, we spoke about Berch HaSatara, Berch HaMitzvah, Berch HaShavich Lada. He said it was a matter. Kaddish Baruch gave us the greatest treasure, just like food is the greatest treasure, uh, for, for physical sustenance, you have to ask him permission. So it's a little bit different for Berch Mitzvah. If you have a you have a chiv to go and say Kriya Shema, you have to have Kavana. We'll get to there. But the Ramban says, and that's why the Ramban says only the first pasuk is minatar, because the pas- the Gemara says specifically, if you don't have Kavana for the first pasuk, you you're not yotze. He doesn't mention the first parsha. The Gemara doesn't say first parsha, second parsha. So that's how the Ramban says, if you're not yotze for the first pasuk, you're you're if you don't have Kavana for the pasuk, you're not yotze. That's how he learns the first the source is the midiraisa. Um, uh, Ikra part of Shema is only the first Pasuk. But the Gemara continues. Tashma says, 
What does it mean when we just said, We just said that everything goes after the conclusion. When we said this case by the Berchus Kriyashma, that's the, that's the case. The, the overarching rule is everything goes after. What was the Klaloshodavar? If you're just telling me about Berchus Kriyashma, that's unique to Kriyashma. Why are we saying now the general overarching rule is that everything goes after Achitim? What other examples do you have? So Klaloshodavar, what does that come to include when you give this general statement that, that uh, the rule of thumb is they go after the conclusion? My love, let's see how Darmon is it not come to include that which we said about Yahin Vishaychar? Gemara says no. It does not come to include the case of Yain Vishekha, the beer and the and the wine that we discussed. Rather, Lasui Namavatamri, a case where a person was eating a mizonos and dates, fruit and dates. The Gemara is explaining. We're not talking about actual bread here, we're talking about a mizonos that's Mikhaev a Alamikya. So the Gemara explains, Hey Khidami, what is the case? You already ate. We're not talking about where you, you pick up a glass and you're about to make a bracha, Rishona. We're talking about you already ate. You actually ate bread, a mizonos, and you thought you ate dates. Don't ask me what the exact scenario is, but maybe the, the, the mizonos wasn't really made out of grain. It was a fig cake, whatever it was, or a date cake, a fruit, and you thought you were eating a fruit. It turns out you were really eating grain, which was obligating you in an alamechia, as opposed to the shavamine, which obligates you ala eights. When you make an alamechia, there's certain insertions you make depending on what you made. If you don't make a burn of fashas and you don't make a benching, there's something alamechia, mean shalosh. And there are different insertions for wine, for grapes, for, for mizonos, right? Alamichia, alagefen, alaeit, so on and so forth. So, if he went ahead and ate mizonos and he, and, and he thought he ate dates, upasach, and he started the brachach ron of alamichia, I died to the time thinking that he's going to say alaeit, valpriaeit. Visiem bidin hama, but he finished with alamichia, and that's how at least Rashi and the Me'ibi understand it. Not that he actually benched. That's exactly our question. Allah eats is ineffective for grain. So if you say this case works over there, then it should be the same by our case, where he thought it was wine and ended with shahako. If that works, if everything goes after the, um, the conclusion, then say the same thing by us. Just like he messed up with the dates and the, and the, and the mizonos, let it say it should be the same thing by us, by the case of the wine and the beer. Okay, so again, the Gemara doesn't really answer it. Um, and that is the uh, the end of this. Okay, the Gemara says, Amaraba bar So we So now we're going to bring other examples. Uh, we we discussed about MSV Yatsivin. We said any time that you cannot go ahead and make a short bracha, you're supposed to have a short bracha. You cannot extend to a long bracha and vice versa. So now we're going to get into some some fun stuff. Gemara says, Amar b'chinana sabim shmei derav koshel amar MSV if you don't say the proper Berchos Kriyashma after Kriyashma, Emes Vemuna at night, Emes Vyatsiv in the morning, you're not Yotze. Why? Because it says, You have to give the Chesed in the morning. The Chesed, Emes Vyatsiv discusses Hakadosh Baruch sparing the lives of the firstborn, splitting the sea, allowing us to go free, mon, everything. All the Chesed Makash Baruch did to us, and Emes Vemuna, we say at night, shows our Bitachon. At, at night, and therefore that is our fulfillment of the uh, Pasuk. Okay, now, next. The Mark continues and says, Amar Rab, now we're going to bring other statements by Rav Chinana, which is going to lead us to a, uh, 
a nice few minutes of halach l'maiset in interesting cases, davening on an airplane, do you need a minion? Should you set up a minion? Can you daven from a cell phone? We can get to these topics in a few minutes. So Gemara says, When someone goes out, again, this is brought in because of the same author of Chinana, Mishmei Derav, and we're going to bring a few of his statements now. When someone is davening Shemonesrei, you must go ahead and bow. There are certain times, when the first of us, and then we say, Magen Avram, Modim, and we also bow down by Hodah. So, Korea Baruch, you actually bend down when you start to um, prostrate yourself when you say Baruch. But it's important when you say Hashem's name to be standing fully erect and standing straight up. my time. What's the reason? Hashem It says Hashem straightens up those who are bent, and therefore when we mention Shem Hashem, we should be straight up. So you start, you put your head down, Baruch, you bend your knees, and when it says Hashem, come straight up. Meisve, the Gemara says, I understand. He was humbled before my name, says, it says in, in Malachi. He was humbled before my name. That means that when you stand before Hashem, you should be humbled in a, in a position where you're bowing down, not straight up. Gemara says, no, no, kiksiv bishmi. It says in my name, It doesn't say, kiksiv bishmi. It doesn't mean in my name. It says before my name, meaning before you mention my name, you should be bowing. But when you actually mention my name, you should be standing straight up. The Gemara continues, Amar bar Uyin, son of the Torah, a praiseworthy name. I'll tell you an amazing thing that I heard that I heard the name of your father. That's your father says, when he goes ahead and he um, starts to bow, we should bow down the name of Baruch. When he stands up, it is during the name of Hashem, he should be straight up. When Rav Sheshes went ahead and he bowed, he started to bow down like one swift motion, which means he would bend his head first and then his knees like this. He would get up like a snake, meaning he would lift his head first and then stand up. Not like this that some people do like this, just one motion, but rather first bend your head, then bend down, lift your head, and then come up. So when, you, when you're fully erect, when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when you say Shem Hashem. Okay, so let's, let's start a little bit. We're talking about now standing and, and bowing. How do we know the Chiyuv even to stand for Shimon Esri? So there's a Midrash that talks about the Pasuk, Vayashkim Avram Baboker Elam Makom Asher Omad Sham. We know that we, the place that he was talking to by Sodom and Amorah, by Kodesh Baruch, it says Asher Omad Sham. And this is referring to Rashi's Tefillah, and it says Asher Omad Sham. So from here, the, the, we learn out that one must stand. This is the Midrash, Pasuk the Zutra. The Rambam also lists standing as one of the requirements for Shemona Esrei, that when we, when we stand, when we daven, we must be standing. It's interesting, the Torah Shulchan Aruch says, the reason we stand for Shemona Esrei because it's reminiscent of the Avodah. And when the Kohanim did the Avodah, they were standing. Similarly, the, the Shulchan Aruch of Yosef Cairo says, he compares Shemona Esrei, Unashalma Parms Faseinu, we're going ahead and giving um, uh, davening today in place of Karbanos, and when they brought the Karban, they were standing, so it's appropriate that we go ahead and we stand. So, since one is obligated to stand, the Beis Yosef adds something else. He says one cannot sit, um, sorry, one, one um, should not sit, but it, you can sit if you're, if you're sick, we'll get to that in a second, but even when you're standing, you should not be leaning on something. So you'll see sometimes people are standing like this, and, they, and the Mishnah Bura says as follows, how do, we know when someone, how do you define if someone's standing or leaning on something? If you were to remove the object they're leaning on, if they would still be able to stand, they're standing, but if you would pull it away from them and they fall, that would be considered not standing. So the, Mishnah, so the Beis Yosef says that not only should one stand, but, meaning not sit, but you should not lean on anything. And the Mishnah Bura gives two reasons for that. 
One is that leaning does not qualify as standing. And the second thing is it shows that your, your lack of Yeras Shemaim. When we're Davish Shemarasai, we're supposed to be full of trepidation. So an afkamin would be if you're leaning on something, not to the point where you would fall, because that may not show that you're having complete Yeras Shemaim. You're not standing straight and erect. If you're going to see the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or, the, or, or our president, you'd be standing like this. You won't be like this. You won't be leaning. Your foot folded, you're leaning on something. So that doesn't show complete Yera. But if you're, you're still standing, the point where if they move that away, um, you would not fall. So for the first reason, if um, it doesn't qualify standing, that would qualify standing, and that would not necessarily be an issue. The, the Rambam does give a leniency, which the Shulchan Aruch um, upholds, and basically says that if one is, uh, is elderly and cannot stand, or one is sick, you can certainly uh, sit for an even lying down while, while, um, while, while Dr. Shemoneser and the Mishnah says, if you can't stand, you can sit, but at least try to stand during the times that one is supposed to be bowing. Okay, what about walking during Shimon Esrei? It sounds crazy. The question, can one walk while they're in the middle of Shimon Esrei? So what does this mean? So the Mishnah Baruch says, based on the Chayadam, if one loses your concentration during Shimon Esrei, um, let's say you, you f- forgot where you are, you don't have a sitter, you're diving by heart, and you actually don't remember where you left off, or if, you're, if a safer fell, a chumash fell in front of you, two rows in front of you, there's no one there to pick it up, and you're not able to concentrate. So the Mishnah Brewer says, actually, you can walk in both of those areas. You can get a sitter. You can't talk. You can actually, it sounds crazy, you can actually leave your seat, go to the, uh, to the front, grab a sitter and go back, or move up two rows to pick up that, that chumash because it's staring your concentration, your kavana, and you can go up and pick up the, the item. In the middle of Shemona. Middle of Shemona Esrei. If you forgot where you are and you can't concentrate, you don't have a sitter in front of you, you need to go get a sitter, go do it. The uh, contemporary pros can bring other examples of potential interruptions during Shemona Esrei. The Tefillah Kelchasam brings that if someone is incessantly knocking on your door, you're diving at home for whatever reason, or the phone is ringing incessantly. So at first he says, obviously try to ignore it. If it's really ruining your kavana, without talking, you open the door, let whoever's in come in, hopefully it's someone you know, um, and uh, you also go ahead and you can uh, pick up the phone, just put it on, take it off, because you, you can't converse, but you can pick it up if it's during your conversation. The Yalki Yosef also brings an interesting example. Yalki Yosef was the son of Rav Avad Yosef, very big post like Yalki Yosef for the Svartim today, and he basically says that if you're in a place, not here, but let's say you're in uh, B'nai Brak and your hat falls off, and for you it's embarrassing, the example he gives, just be wearing a kippah during Shemona Esrei, let's say you're a bachar, you're not, you're not wearing a tassel over your head, and the hat falls off, and it's bothering you so much that you feel embarrassed, and Kavad Abrios is coming into play, you can actually walk a few steps to pick up your hat, put it back on, and resume Shemona Esrei. Now here's the question, can you hold a cell phone during Shemona Esrei? Can you dive in from a cell phone? Okay, everyone's perking up. So, there are three different Gemaras that discuss holding something while we are diving. The first Barachos, we can get to in Daf. Chav Gimel The Gemara Brachos is going to list. It'll probably be there in a few months. And the Gemara discussed there, there are six things that one cannot hold during Shemona Esrei. It's really a laundry list. It says, say for Torah, tefillin, a knife, money, a full bowl of something, and a loaf of bread. And the examples, the, the reason they're given, the simple understanding is that all these things are going to, you're going to, don't want them to fall. It's going to detract from your Kavana. And as a result of that, you should not be holding them during Shemona Esrei. The Gemara Sukkah, Daf Mem Aleph, gives one notable exception, and that is a lulav. The Anshe Yushalayim actually used to hold their lulav while they were davening. So we see this exception of a lulav, and the last case is the Bar Metziah, Daf uh, Kufhei, discusses if you're carrying something on your bag, a package, and the Zman Tefillah comes, what do you do? do you, can you 
wear it as like a, a knapsack and you hold on to it or not. So he says, if it's less than four common, the Gemara says, and it's not going to really distract you, it's not going to be weighing you down that you can't stand appropriately and can't have kavana, you can go ahead and, and carry it. So there were actually three opinions in the Rishon of why can you not hold something during Shemona Esri. So Rashi says, the Gemara in Brachos, which we'll get to eventually, says, you're so afraid that the object is going to fall that it's going to stare your kavana. So if you're worried about that, you're not going to drop the object and your whole focus and your concentration, you're, 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 you're focused and, and you're, you're, you're laser focused on not dropping this expensive item I'm holding, how are you going to have kavana? So that's why Rashi says that's the problem. So it's not only the words that we're saying out of the, our mouth, our, our mouth, it's also and mainly kavana. Correct. So we saw the, I don't want to get into it, I don't have time, but we saw the Rav Chaim. Remember the, 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 the steer? Maybe yeah. we'll bring it up tomorrow. Remind me. But yes, you have to have kavana. Rav Chaim says at least for the first brachos, until the first two brachos, three brachos, you have to have kavana. That's my akev. The rest of Shemona Esri, even though you don't understand the words, you have to realize that you're standing b'fnei Ashkina, b'fnei Hashem. So the Truma Sadeshan says, based on this, a sitter is not a problem, obviously, because it's not going to detract. You're not going to be, it's there to enhance your tefillah. So a sitter is not a problem. Rabbeinu Yonah says, holding any object, whether you're holding onto it from fear of loss or falling, or just holding onto it. If I'm gripping something, then by, by definition, I'm thinking about it. So not a question of whether it's going to fall. That's his reason. And enough community will be if I have a cheap pen. If I have a cheap pen that I'm holding, according to Rashi, it doesn't really matter. If it falls, it falls. It's 25 cents. But according to Rabbeinu Yonah, holding anything means that you're focusing your attention on the item and not, not on the actual, um, uh, uh, not, not, uh, not on the tefillah. Um, and the third opinion is that some see in the, in the, in the words of the Rambam, the Samachronim, that even he holds, it's, not, it's a question of kavod shemaim, and therefore you should not be holding on to anything when you're standing in front of Hashem. Imagine going to a president and you're holding a banana in your hand. It doesn't make sense, right? You should not be holding anything when you're talking to Hashem. So the Shulchan Aruch rules as follows. Shulchan Aruch actually rules that you cannot hold any of these things mentioned, um, we said uh, say for Torah, tefillin, so on and so forth, but you can hold a lulav because it's a mitzvah. Based on this logic, he would say anything that's for the mitzvah itself, you'd be able to hold a sitter. So, if you're using the cell phone, let's say for diving purposes, which, by the way, is not such a pusher thing, you should always have it on airplane mode if you're going to have it. Let's assume we're going to see some posting say you can have it. You should have it on airplane mode so you don't get stupid notifications about sports, stocks, texts from your friend. It's embarrassing, Takarish Baruch Hu, that you actually have these texts coming in as if we need to know what's happening in a rich Sheva every 30 seconds. Put it on airplane mode, assuming that you can have it. We'll see, not everyone agrees you can, but assuming you do, it's with the assumption that it's only being used for davening and you're not checking other sites during Chazar Sashatz or any other time. So, there are those Achronim, Shulchan Archara, Prima Gazim, said holding anything, even a sitter, is probably not ideal. You should have your hands clasped. So, if they're saying not to hold a sitter, you would imagine certain holding anything else is a problem. So, there actually is it's a modern-day sefer called Tchumim, which discusses modern-day contemporaneous, contemporaneous issues, and there's two sides. So, uh, I don't really know these names. Rabbi Israel Rosen says you can go ahead and use a cell phone if you're using it for, for sitter purposes, no less than Shulchan Aruch says. But there are other posts who say you should not use it since it's not a Dover Shabbat it's not a holy thing. People tend to use it for other things. It's probably best not to go ahead and, and use a, uh, a cell phone, especially if you think about it, you're so worried about it not falling. Certainly a cell phone is $1,000 today. So if it falls, it would break. So it's probably best not to use it, especially, uh, it's not even a havimina that I'm talking about where other notifications are going to come up. We're assuming at the very outset that it's already on airplane mode. But with all these things that you're worried about, all these different uh, scenarios... What if the cell phone is being put on the stender? 
It's still a cell phone with, with the, the rest of the application. So then probably, it won't, you don't have to worry about it falling down, but uh, it's probably still, you have to worry about all the other things uh, with a cell phone. Um, the Piskei Chuvas gives an interesting, he gives a uh, modern day example, and that is if a soldier is wearing a gun, and he has a gun strapped around him, and if he puts it down, he's obviously not going to be able to, uh, he's not going to be able to uh, concentrate. So you're allowed to carry the gun on you, because it's going to be a bigger um, knock for your concentration if you worry about it, making sure that no Arab comes or even another person comes and picks it up. We have more to discuss. It's 901. This is a big topic. Tomorrow we'll discuss about making minyanim on an airplane. Can you go ahead and make it? Is it better to daven in your seat? Should you make a minion airplane? We'll discuss tomorrow about, uh, about uh, Bikr Cholim, whether visiting someone in a coma who does not know you are there is in persistent vegetative state. The Chashuk Echemet of Zilberstein discusses, we're going to discuss uh, tomorrow about Bik Tefillah for a Chola. If the Chola doesn't know you're there, he's in a coma, he's in a persistent vegetative state. Is there a Mitzvah Bikr Cholim or not? We'll see you tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Have a great day.